Hello, and welcome to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the injury market's top program for doctors, lawyers, and insurers who want to gain greater insight on how to improve patient recovery results and deliver better services in the U.S. injury market. Please welcome your host, Dr. Jeffrey Allen Kronk. Hello, and welcome, doctors, to today's podcast. Today, what I want to talk about is an article in a research piece that was published in the American Family Physicians Journal. And what it talks about, it talks about exactly what I've been talking about in the market today, is that 90% of the injured patients who have back and neck injuries are working with doctors that don't understand the injuries. But it gets worse when we don't have good doctors that can identify the underlying physical condition. And the underlying physical condition for back and neck injuries has never been easier to diagnose. But you have to understand, and I'm not going to go over it on this podcast, I've I've gone over it before, you have to understand what an MRI does and you have to understand what your stress radiology does because you're going to pick up the two bioimaging markers that are most responsible for the majority of, for the number one cause of of disability and chronic pain, which is a lumbar spine injury, the number four cause of disability and chronic pain, which is a neck injury, and the number six cause of chronic pain and disability, which are headaches, which are associated with an injury to the ligaments, to the cranial cervical junction, or the cervical spine itself. Now, I want to go over and I'm going to show you this article right now because I think it's it's prevalent to understand and I'm, that's what I'm going to finish with we're going to sh- I'm going to show you the actual article and I'm going to show you what the art what the where the market is going wrong today especially in back and neck injuries okay now this is exactly what I want to show you this is the American Family Physician uh, site and this is a, a publication called non-specific low back pain and return to work Now, I'm going to read this to you. Uh, You can read it as I go along here, but I'm going to point out some things that this is very prevalent in the market, and this is what needs to change. It says, as many as as 90% of persons with occupational nonspecific low back pain are able to return to work in a relatively short period of time. Now, I'm going to contest this a little bit, um, and I'm going to contest a lot of different things, and this article is really this, this, this position paper is actually really telltale of the market today. So it says as long as there's no red flags exist, what's a red flag? Infection, fracture, cotacoinus syndrome exists, the patient should be encouraged to remain as active as possible, minimize bed rest, use ice and heat compresses, take anti-inflammatory analgesic medications if desired, participate in home exercises, return to work as soon as possible. Medical and surgical interventions should be minimized when abnormalities on physical examination are lacking and the patient is having difficulty returning to work after four to six weeks. Now, personal and occupational psychosocial factors should be addressed thoroughly and a multidisciplinary rehabilitation program should be strongly considered to prevent delayed recovery and chronic disability. One of the biggest problems with delayed recovery is delayed accurate diagnosis. And this paper is going to point out that the medical doctors openly will admit that they don't know what the underlying pathology is, as you'll see here. So it says patient advocacy should include preventing unnecessary and ineffective medical and surgical interventions, prolonged work loss, joblessness, and chronic disability. 
Now, it goes on to state the management of low back pain and determining the patient's safe return to work are common issues encountered by family physicians. Challenges include unfamiliarity with the patient's job demands, complex workers' compensation systems, and a vast array of diagnostic and therapeutic interventions with questionable effectiveness or value. So the medical doctors in this article are actually openly admitting that most of the diagnostic and therapeutic interventions have questionable effectiveness and value that are performed in medicine. The objectives of this article are to encourage conservative care in patients. What is conservative care? It's basically physical therapy, chiropractic, massage, acupuncture. Those are what are considered the conservative care paths for patients with occupational uh, low back pain. Now, pain occurring predominantly in the lower, which is pain predominantly. Uh, so let's define occupational nonspecific low back pain. It's pain occurring predominantly in the lower back without neurological involvement or serious pathology. And basically what they're trying to do here is that they're trying to promote early return to work. Right? So here is the problem. Right? It says, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, there were 4.2 million non-fatal occupational injuries or illnesses reported by private industry. Now, sprains and strains accounted for approximately 42% of the injuries. So, we, as doctors, they need to understand. Now, when we look at the number of injuries, back is number one. It's the number one cause of chronic pain and disability in the world today. The neck is number four. So sprains to the neck are going to require doctors in the market that understand what a bioimaging marker is for a sprain so that you no longer have to have a nonspecific mechanical low back pain. Now, in this article, when we had the risk factors, they openly tell you right here, the cause of low back pain cannot be clearly identified by this group of doctors, by these doctors by medical doctors in general, the cause of low back pain cannot be clearly identified in 90% of the patients. Now, when I say medical doctors, these are general practitioners. Now, it goes on to say some physical demands, including manual lifting, bending, twisting, and whole body vibration are associated with an increased likelihood of low back pain. It should be noted that association is not equivalent to causation. However, there is strong evidence that personal and occupational psychosocial variables play a more important role than spinal pathology or the physical demands of the job. So this is where it gets kind of tricky to understand, but they openly admit the cause of low back pain they can't identify, but then in, the, in a sentence sound below, they say that there's strong evidence that personal or occupational psychosocial variables play a more important role than the spinal pathology. Now that could not be further from the truth. So let's look at what are the social psych, you know, the listed psychosocial risk factors. Well, there's depression. Well, anybody that can get help with a problem, especially an active person that cannot find a doctor that understands the condition that is causing their problem, is likely to experience what you would call depression. Education level. This is an understanding that the lower and lesser educated beings or, or, or citizens are more prone to uh, chronic disability, which again, what does education level have to do when our doctors can't figure out what the underlying causes? Excessive pain level as a psychosocial factor. Well, if a person 
cannot get an accurate diagnosis from their doctor and it continues to get aggravated, of course they're going to have an excessive pain level. And anyone that has an excessive pain level uh, will know that you're off. You're not, you, you know, if you want to say, hey, look, I'm not mentally as sharp as I could be. That's totally true, but that's not the cause. Fear avoidance. I can't find anybody to help me, and now I fear going back into the positions that cause pain. That's real. That's legitimate. That's not a problem. Job dissatisfaction. If I can't do my job without pain, of course I'm going to be dissatisfied with my job. Legal representation. Where legal representation comes in, I have no idea. Somatization disorder. That means where you're putting too much attention on a condition. So again, the doctor cannot figure out exactly what the problem is. I can't get any help anywhere, and now I'm focused on this problem, and that's the problem. No, it's not the problem. The problem is having doctors that can get to the underlying cause and that know easily what the bioimaging markers are and how to easily clinically correlate a problem to very specific levels of the spine. Nothing could be easier to do. Unemployment as a psychosocial factor, you know, what does that have to do? I, I guess the obvious thing is if you're unemployed and now you're trying to get more money out of your employer for a back condition that your doctors can't figure out what's causing your pain and you're under chronic pain and you seem to have gotten it on this, I mean, it just makes no sense at all. Or the fact that it's a workers' compensation case in the first place. It just makes totally no sense at all. So, you know, when we look at these things, um, it's, it's, it's very problematic. And so I guess what I would say is that in finishing this is that this is all too often the case with back and neck injuries. Back and neck injuries, it doesn't matter what profession you look at. My profession of chiropractic does not standardize the work of, of these things. Never has. Never has. Too easy. Doesn't even teach the bioimaging uh, markers that are consistent with uh, soft tissue injury to the spine. So this is a problem that all professions have. Physical therapy, chiropractic, medicine, and medical specialists all have the same problem. And this is what is, is in the market today. And this is why smart injury doctors are so important to the market today. Now, I hope I, you liked what I just showed you because 90% of the patients who have back and neck injuries should not be working with any doctor that does not understand how to diagnose the underlying condition. No patient should be working with a doctor that doesn't understand how to diagnose the condition that's causing the problem that the patient is experiencing. Because if you delay, or we have doctors that do not understand how to diagnose this condition, which is obvious from what I just showed you, that there's a lot of doctors in the market today. I don't care if you're a medical doctor, chiropractor, osteopathic doctor, physiatrist, medical specialist. Most of the doctors in the injury market today are making the same mistake of what I just showed you in this research guideline for low back injuries. Today, we don't need that to be in the market anymore. We need smarter injury doctors. That's what these podcasts are for to raise the relevant issues that are necessary to change the market because the new emerging market in the injury market is a market with doctors that can get results. We don't need more doctors. We need smarter injury doctors and we need smarter injury doctors that can get great patient results. Doctors, thank you very much for your time today. I look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Smart Injury Doctors Podcast, the number one audio production show for professionals in the U.S. injury market that want to deliver better injury services to the patients, clients, or insureds they serve. If you like what you heard today, please leave us a review and don't forget to join us on our next program. 